Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and happy Sunday. Uh, it is a beautiful July uh, afternoon here in Indianapolis. Um, this is Sammy Jacobs from Hoosier Huddle. Welcome to the official start of the 2016 uh, Hoosier Huddle podcast for the 2016 football season. I'll be joined by my co-host, TJ Inman. Uh, we're going to go over the top 25. Today we're using Athlon's top 25 uh, just because it's a list that we both have uh, in front of us. Uh, we wanted to go over their top 25, see where we would put uh, our teams in it. Uh, we'll also have two other podcasts this week, one coming tomorrow evening, one on Wednesday evening, uh, to go over the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West uh, and do our previews for um, for that as well. Uh, just uh, before we start, before uh, TJ comes on, I uh, did have the pleasure uh, to go up to the Big Ten officiating uh, clinic up in Chicago uh, yesterday afternoon. Um, and morning, it was an eye-opening experience in terms of it really uh, humanized uh, the referees and, and really shows you how much work they put in, uh, that they are uh, discussing new uh, new ways to improve refereeing, how they're evaluated, and all of that stuff. So I uh, will have a little bit more of that on that later, but right now I want to welcome uh, TJ into the show. How are you, TJ? I'm doing great. It's a gorgeous day here in Indiana. Um, you know, mid-July, so we're definitely starting to not just think about football, as we always do that, but it's actually starting to be, you know, realistic that uh, camp is just around the corner. Yeah, camp um, camp is just around the corner. It's, it's about probably a month, three weeks away. Uh, media days are coming up July 26th, 25th and 26th. IU goes on the 26th, so it's right around the corner. Our countdown is at 53 days today. Um, so if you are keeping exact track, it's about, uh, 53 days, uh, three hours and, and 28 minutes. Uh, but, uh, TJ, let's go over, uh, we're using the Athlon sports, um, previews top 25. Let's go through, uh, some of the teams you think are overrated, underrated, um, and, and, and where we see, you know, maybe some of IU's opponents, uh, fall, in the top 25, uh, what are your initial thoughts from Athlon's top 25? Well, uh, just real quick, uh, my initial thought, you can get the Athlon Preview Magazine through a link on our site. Um, so do that if you if you want to uh, have a good college football preview magazine. It's, it's, uh, it's a really fun read. Um, get you through the summer here. Uh, you know, top five, they had uh, Alabama, FSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan. Out of those uh, those five teams, you know, it, look, Alabama lost a ton, but it's really hard to argue 
having them as the number one team in the country until somebody proves otherwise. Um, I, I just, I don't disagree with having them up there. Uh, somebody has got to knock them off the mountain. And, uh, so far that hasn't happened, obviously. So uh, of those five teams, I think Ohio State's the only one that I would disagree with. I understand the logic behind it. It's kind of the same logic that you have with Alabama that, you know, they are proven under Urban Meyer to be one of the five best programs in the country. There's, I mean, that's not a fact, but it, it's hard to argue with. And I, I do agree that they are one of the five best programs, but I look at all they have to replace and I look at the unknowns that they're replacing them with. I think Ohio State's going to be good. I do not think they're the third best team in the country, and I definitely don't think they're the third best team in the country right now. Um, they might yeah. be playing like it you know, come December um, when those ultra-talented guys that are stepping in, you know, when they have some experience and seasoning under them. But right now, I, I really don't think they're up there um, among the top five. I probably wouldn't even say they're in the top ten right now if I were making my own poll. Yeah, and, and it's interesting to see Clemson, who was last year's uh, runner-up, uh, be below uh, Ohio State at four. Now it's not much, but the, yeah. the thinking there—they lost a lot. Well, but the similarities both teams—they return a veteran quarterback who's very, mm-hmm. very good. Um, with Clemson, and, with Deshaun yeah. Watson, in Ohio State with J.C. Barrett, but you know Clemson might have a more manageable schedule. Um, you, they, yeah. they, they, I, they have a more manageable schedule. They're playing in the ACC. You know, they have to play Florida State, which is tough. Um, I, I don't have their schedule right in front of me. But, you know, if that's, thing, if that's the thinking, yeah, they're at Florida State, which I think in the last almost basically 10 years, the winner of that matchup has represented the ACC in the yeah. – um, or, or the Coastal in, 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 in the ACC championship game. Uh, but my, my thing with Ohio State is, you know, this, this could be an Ohio State team that loses – two or three games. Uh, they have yep. to go to uh, Oklahoma um, the third week of the season, which, you know, I use not playing that week. So I'll, I'll be locked into that, that game and, and uh, all that. It's one of the, the better things about the early bye week uh, this week, this year is that game. Um, and they also have to travel to Michigan state. Now Michigan state comes, I believe it's the second to last game of the year. Uh, before the Michigan game. So who knows what Michigan State will look like. They're breaking in a new quarterback as well, mm-hmm. um, but they, they've got some pieces, and, and playing up at Michigan State is very tough. And then you all know that the game at the end of the year, Ohio State-Michigan, uh, last year Ohio State put a whooping on Michigan, and you know Harbaugh is not going to forget that. And, and Michigan, who they have coming in at, at, at five, I think that's the right spot for Michigan, maybe a, a little lower just because they, they haven't had their quarterback uh, figured out, although it, it really looks like John O'Korn um, yes. has the talent, has the tools to be, uh, I, I would think, better than Rudock. He had, you know, a better freshman year than, than Rudock, really had a career at Iowa, but, you know, he was mm-hmm. playing at Houston, Rudock at Iowa, where they don't really throw the ball that much. So, you know, you'll know that that game last year is going to be in the back of, of Harbaugh's mind. I can see Ohio State getting tripped up there as well. So there's potential for two or three losses there. Uh, going on down, uh, TJ, we we're talking about Tennessee at, at, at seven um, yeah. and LSU at nine. 
to me, I, I think those teams got to be flip flop. Now I know Tennessee has a lot of talent coming back. It's you know they've had some good recruiting classes under Butch Jones. Uh, they had nine wins last year. They they put a hurting on, um, they put a hurting on Northwestern uh, in a bowl game. Uh, but a lot of you know a lot of this is is Tennessee for real. They were playing in the SEC East, uh, which has been down the last couple of years. Uh, and so what? What and is the real is. Tennessee? Yeah, and it is still down. You know, you still got, you know, Florida uh, is is coming off a rough year, or not a rough year, but they got shellacked by Michigan in a bowl game. South Carolina is down. Uh, Georgia yep. is going through a coaching change, and then you have, of course, Vanderbilt and Kentucky um, as well, who are uh, SEC power. So, you know, what's Tennessee going to do? I, I think LSU. Um, you know, we'll have our playoff picks out uh, before Big Ten Media Days, but LSU is a team. They get Alabama at home. Uh, I, I think they get most of their, their bigger games at home. They return uh, the all-world running back in, in Leonard Fournette. If they, the big question is, do they get the quarterback play? So that's, that's my take on, on the top ten. Uh, I, I think some guys should, should be uh, flip-flopped. I, I really think fans need to, to keep an eye on LSU dethroning Alabama. You know, Alabama deserves to be number one. They've uh, become a dynasty in a sport where it's very, very, very difficult to become a dynasty. And um, so, and maybe this is the year. Alabama has to go to Death Valley and uh, and face that team who's going to be fired up. Uh, Going through. Yeah, if it's going to happen, I'll jump in there. Sorry. If it's going to happen, it's going to be this year. LSU has the pieces in place. Uh, really, the, the one exception is Brandon Harris, which the experience is there. He's playing under the same system again as they kept Cam Cameron at, as offensive coordinator. Um, you know, I, with mixed reaction from fans, I think that some were pleased that there's not going to be transition there. I think that others were dismayed that Cam Cameron was coming back, but. Um, they did keep him on, so Brandon Harris has that as an advantage. They not, I mean, they don't have just Leonard Fournette. They've got pretty much every receiver coming back, and that's a talented receiver core, even though it doesn't look like it at times. Uh, they've got depth at running back with a, a good backup, plus their third back. I'm not entirely sure how to say his last name. Uh, Guise, is that Darius Guise? Geis? I, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but Darius Geis, uh, you know, he – had a really good season last year when he did get the ball, which wasn't all that much, but his yards per carry were were up there. So it's not just Leonard Fournette. I mean, this team can bludgeon you to death with that running game. They ran for the second highest yards per carry in the country. They return 18 starters. I don't see any reason why they are not among the top five teams. Uh, I guess the only reason is that in the same division as Alabama and that there's a question at quarterback, but a lot of teams have questions at quarterback including Alabama. So I don't really know why uh, LSU is down there um, at the nine spot. I, I think they're pretty vastly underrated and as a, a little spoil, I guess, to things to come. I do have them as one of my four playoff teams, which will probably look really stupid when Alabama beats them in some, like, you know, 20 to 6 bludgeoning or something and LSU fans get outraged over less miles again. But for now, that's, that's my thinking. But uh, we'll move on to – 11 through 15, um, they're kind of an interesting group of teams here. 
Washington, Stanford, Michigan State, UCLA, and Houston, uh, you know, of those five, what are a couple of them that stand out to you? Obviously, Washington, kind of a, a newcomer to the polls after a, a few, you know, down years, and this is a program that was has a very proud tradition, but hasn't really been up at the heights of preseason number 11 for quite some time. Yeah, well, Washington's like a team like Tennessee where, you know, they, yeah. they brought a new coach in, in Peterson. He's recruited well, um, you know, and, and they play in the, the Pac-12, so their schedule's good. Um, but, you know, can you trust them to win that big game, uh, you know, to get over the hump? I think 11, um, you know, maybe a little overrated, but, you know, you have Stanford there too, but Kevin, you, they lose their quarterback. So you could flip-flop them. And a lot of lines I, I think, yeah, and, and Stanford loses a lot of pieces, but they do uh, bring Christian McCaffrey back uh, and all of that. But, you know, 11 teams usually, 11 through 15, are we know they're good, um, yeah. but they haven't, you know, it's where Tennessee belongs. We know they're good. We know they're going to compete well and win some big games, but can they get over that hump? And I think every one of these teams has questions. And, you know, you, have, you see Baylor in there as well. I think this the magazine came out before the whole Baylor-Art Bryles thing. So I don't know, Baylor talented-wise, if Art Bryles was back this year and they didn't have all the, the drama and, and controversy down there, going on maybe they're a team that that does live up to number 14 or or higher but you know Baylor you know they hit a bump in the road how are these kids going to react um they're they're playing for a new coach um are they you know you know who who knows how they're going to react to to more adversity on the field um you know Houston's in there as well at 16, which is probably the lowest I've seen them in some of these rankings. Some people have them uh, in the top 10 um, or even higher. You know at, at 11 um, as well. Houston's interesting. We'll know right off the bat if they're you know if they're the real deal. Uh, I think Oklahoma. They open up with with Oklahoma, and yep. if um, you know we'll we'll see right then and there if they're ready to play. Uh, but you know that game's at Energy Sta- NRG Stadium in uh, in Houston. I, it will be I, I expect a 50-50 crowd, maybe maybe more Houston people. But that will be a big time atmosphere, big time game for them to to show what they've got uh, coming off a great year last year. Um, and then you get down into to 17 through 25, which you know you take flyers on teams that have had good traditions, have had good recruiting classes, and and good players, you know, coming back in, in their uh, too deep. But you you know you look at Georgia, how are they going to react to a new coach? Uh, TCU without Trevon Boykin as well. Louisville always finds their way into the top 25. You know, is this the year that they make a jump? Uh, Iowa, I, I, you know, I, I'm, the jury's out on Iowa for me uh, at 20. Uh, they have Iowa at 20. You know, was last year a fluke? And kind of opens up the questions after the bowl season when they they got hammered by Stanford and they lost to Michigan State who got hammered by Alabama. Just how good mm-hmm. or bad is this Big Ten West? And, you know, Iowa 20 um, – it's right at that spot where, you know, we don't know. We're going to put them in there based on last year's stuff. 
they're an okay team. They've got some solid pieces, but nothing stands out. And, you know, that's Iowa football in a nutshell. They're good. They're great at what they do, but they're they're no real superstars. Um, I think they lose their deep threat, Trayvon Smith, um, or Tavon Smith, and, uh, you know, Jordan Kanziri graduated as well. So, you know, where do they – where do they fall? And then, you know, you have Florida in there. Florida's always in the top 25. How are they? They don't have a quarterback. What's their quarterback situation? Um, North Carolina, uh, who turned some heads last year uh, and, and was essentially a win or two away from, from making that college football playoff, actually a play away if they had, they had uh, recovered a, an onside kick that was called back. So maybe – you know, they, they against Clemson in the ACC title game. So maybe they, they could have, you know, taken that game into overtime or something. Then always USC, um, Oregon is, is a team that people are interested in at 24. Uh, and, and Oklahoma State rounds out the top 25. So those usually 20 through 25 are teams that have had good traditions coming off of solid seasons um, where they have a good coach who has, has recruited well. What what are your feelings, you know, from that, you know, from 16 to 25 uh, team? Sure. Yeah, I um, I think TCU, um, I think that they are a very, very interesting team because they've been so offensive heavy the past couple of years. Last year's defense really due to a significant number of injuries. Uh, they lost a ton of starters to injury. Uh, for significant portions of the season, uh, they get those guys back, plus the young guys that played last year gives them experienced depth. Yeah, they lost Boykin. Uh, they also lost some from their receiver core. Uh, I, you know, Kenny Hill comes in as a transfer from Texas A&M. Uh, who knows what to expect with him? And Yeltsin don't know for sure if he's going to be the starter. Uh, Sawyer is also an option for them there, but I. They feel really good, and I know Gary Patterson has talked about he thought last year's defense could have been pretty good, and he thinks this year's defense can be really good if they can stay healthy, uh, and it'd almost be impossible not to be healthier than they were last year. So I'm interested to see what TCU does. I understand why they are at where they are. I think it's very possible that they outperform expectations uh, and give Oklahoma a run for their money in the in the Big 12. Uh, Oklahoma, I believe, has to go to Fort Worth. So that'll be interesting. Um, I understand why Michigan State is where they are. I understand where Iowa is where they are. You know, Iowa bringing back, um, you know, just talking Big Ten teams, Iowa bringing back a couple of stars, Desmond King, uh, as well as um, you know, their quarterback. It's I think you summed up Iowa pretty well. We don't really know if the pieces that they plug in, um, you know, recruiting-wise, they're they're not recruiting at the 19th-ranked program level over the past four or five years. So are the guys that are the depth pieces of last year's team, do they come in and kind of replace what they lost? They lost some along the line. They lost some. Uh, definitely on defense, but they do have some players that I, I really like, including Josie Jewell at uh, at linebacker. I, I really don't know what to expect from them, but I would say they probably have five or six wins pretty much locked up 
based on their Big Ten schedule. Um, again, it's just it's not that hard. When you're in the West, you've got some not guarantee wins by any means, but yeah, especially with I, I think Wisconsin's in for a down year, so you've you kind of take them out of the Big Ten West race. I think it's kind of a two-team race between them and Nebraska. I think Nebraska beats them out, but I, you know I was probably going to stumble into eight or nine wins if they're competent by their standards. So I understand why they are where they are. A team that I, I think is underrated um, somewhat, I would say probably seven or eight spots underrated is Oregon. Uh, I don't think people appreciate how good Royce Freeman is as a running back. Um, yeah, I put him up there just below the class of Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook. I think he's right there as the fourth best back in the country, and I don't think the gap is all that big. And then there's a couple of guys behind him that also are averaging like six or seven yards a carry. And then, you know, they didn't have a running threat at quarterback last year. Vernon Adams, when he got into the groove of the offense, Oregon was playing at a top ten level. They lost a huge lead in the bowl game because Vernon Adams went down. They bring in another FCS transfer, Dakota uh, Prukup. He's a running threat that Vernon Adams was not, not as good as a passer as Adams was, but it brings the running element back into the quarterback position for them, which we know they're comfortable with. And I think their defense is going to be quite a bit better with Brady Hoke stepping in there. Did he turn out to be a good head coach in Michigan? No, he didn't. But I think he can be a good defensive coordinator in the Pac-12, and Oregon's defense does not have to be great. They just have to be adequate for them to have a, a season that places them much higher than the 20s uh, in the Pac-12. Plus, they're hosting their big games. They're hosting Stanford. They're hosting Washington. I could see them jumping up and winning the Pac-12 North when a lot of people haven't pegged third in that division. So um, that's what I, what I think about that group. I, I understand why teams are placed where they are. I don't think there's any outrageous you know, teams up there just because of reputation. I, I get these I get these picks. I think it's a good poll, a good preseason poll. Definitely generates some good conversation. Um, but I, I do think that both uh, both Oregon and, and TCU are a little bit underrated for my my opinion. Yeah, uh, you know, TCU definitely has to uh, get over the loss of Boykin and, and Oregon, yeah. you know, I, I would call Oregon disappointing last year. Maybe that's carrying over into this year's poll. But, TJ, let's take a look at where the be- rest of the Big Ten uh, fell in the rankings of 128. Um, yeah. You mentioned Nebraska. They came in at 31. Um, you know, they're going to be better than Tommy Armstrong, who's a senior. Um, he has been turnover prone uh, in the past. So maybe this is the year he turns around. They return Jordan Westerkamp. Uh, a bevy of running backs who have been pretty solid uh, as well. And, and the defense is was young last year and now have gotten seasoned and, and could become uh, more of a defense they're used to seeing at Nebraska. Uh, Wisconsin yeah, comes they, in at they are, they are loaded. They're loaded at wide receiver. I, I, I really, really think they could be the best wide receiver group in the Big Ten if Tommy Armstrong can, can be – like you said, a little bit less turnover prone, take better care of the ball. Just get the ball to your weapons. You don't need to make every play every time. Sometimes it's okay to just take the down and maybe scramble for a yard or two instead of trying to force it. 
or even take a sack instead of trying to force it. And this is the first time that Tommy Armstrong is going to have the same offensive coordinator for a second straight year. So it's the first time he'll be under the same system uh, in his career at Nebraska for an offseason. So maybe that helps him out. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, Pearsonell is another wide receiver who's back from injury uh, who's a very dynamic player. Uh, coming into 33 is Wisconsin. Uh, we mentioned Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a very, very tough schedule. You know, gone are the oh, yeah. taxis that they had played in the crossover game. I think now they bring in, you know, bring on Michigan State and Ohio State as well as um, Michigan, I believe. So they're, we'll yep. go through their schedule here in a second. But they're, they're a team that is, is talented. Uh, they return. Um, uh, who's their, their running back? Uh, Corey Clement. Corey Clement, who's very, very good. Uh, but this is a team that could miss a bowl because they they're, they pick up Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State, and they're at both Michigan and Michigan State, at Iowa, and at Northwestern. Um, and they yep. get Ohio State at home. Plus, they open up at Lambeau Field against LSU. So that's that's a pretty – as tough a schedule as you could get um, uh, for Wisconsin. It's it's no longer – are they playing, you know, you know, Hawaii and, and, and Troy and, you know, what other teams that they played in. They've gotten better by playing, you know, one of these better teams every year, but it's no longer that, that traditional Wisconsin schedule with four patsies to open up the season and then, you know, that, that Big Ten West schedule. So Wisconsin at 33, that's a team that has enough talent to, you know, they they have talent to win the Big Ten West, but – you know, they, they have to travel to Michigan, Michigan State, and play Ohio State at home and LSU. So this is a team that could, you know, if it real, really all goes wrong, could finish 4-8, and 5-7, and seven, but really be uh, on paper better than, than that record. Uh, next up, Penn State at 39. I think this is a little overrated, um, although they yep. have uh, Saquon Barkley and a good running game. Uh, there's question marks at quarterback with Trace McSorley. You know, great, he had a nice bowl game. But, you know, what does that mean? It was a Georgia team that was going through a transition. Um, you know, were they really that good? You know, we'll see. It's one game. You know, one game does not make somebody's career. So uh, they also have to rebuild their defensive line, which was outstanding last year. Uh, you know, they said that the year before, Carl Nassib came in and became an All-American. So can they do that again? Are they going to be faced with, you know, this talk of James Franklin being on the hot seat and going if they start struggling and how they deal with that? Um, after uh, after Penn State at 39 is Northwestern at 44. I, I think this is the right spot for them uh, with Thorsten coming back. Um, and, and Justin Jackson, who I know you're very high on, on TJ, and uh, we yeah. have been to it at, 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 as a as a group as a whole. We we like the the players that the Northwestern has on offense. If if Thorson can become a better passer, he was not a good passer last year. He threw for under 2,000 yards. Uh, you know, I, I think it was seven seven touchdowns to nine interceptions, or nine touchdowns to so 11 interceptions. Um, but Very he was a redshirt freshman. Yes, he was not. He was not the most efficient quarterback. So, 
you know, how, their defense is, is very good. Um, they can make a run at the Big Ten West title. Um, after yeah, I mean, they might, have, I they might have the best offensive and the best defensive player in the conference. They might. Yes. And that's, that's yes. incredibly and, and Anthony, odd to say. Yes, and that defensive player is Anthony Walker, a linebacker who had, uh, I, I believe, 122 tackles last year. Uh, they also have Matthew Harris, a corner, who had four interceptions, yeah. who's, a, who's a very, very nice player. Uh, next up at 55 is Indiana. Um, they fall in the group where they should be. They fall ahead of uh, Kentucky and Vanderbilt, um, ahead of NC State and Minnesota, and right in that group with Duke, Cincinnati, Temple, you know, teams that, that are solid teams, uh, bowl teams, but uh, ha- haven't, don't have the tradition uh, of some of these other teams like uh, a BYU or a Penn State or a Pittsburgh um, but yeah. that seems about right uh, there at 60, and we have a couple minutes, so I'm just rattling these off, TJ. At 60 is Minnesota. Uh, Mitch Leidner, for whatever reason, Mel Kuyper thinks he's a first-round pick. I don't know what planet he he's been watching football on. For yeah, real? He's a, yeah, I'm not joking. Uh, <laughs> it, it, wow. It's, it's not April Fool's Day. Um, but, yeah, he, okay. he thinks he's a first-round talent, so I don't know – you know, what planet he goes to when it's not draft season. But uh, apparently Mitch Leisner is is a first-round talent in his book. But he's, you know, he has improved. And, and Minnesota has has a good running back in um, – I'm blanking on his name now. But they Shannon have a good Brooks. running back. They're deep. Yeah, Shannon Brooks, who had a, a monster game against Purdue. But, you know, yeah. this Minnesota team, again, new head coach, uh, they're going to have a new identity on offense. Can Widener improve to to become? I don't think he'll become a, a first round NFL draft pick, but he, he could, you know, be in the discussion to be drafted. Uh, and I think with his size and his athletic ability, he could be a very serviceable Big Ten quarterback. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, in, he, if he plays like a, if he plays like a first rounder, they'll win the West. I mean. Uh, yeah, that's, yes, I, he's uh, you know he's he's a very big athletic quarterback. If he play, he would have to ha- set the world on fire if he was going to be a, a first round pick. But if he does, if, if he does, uh, look out for Minnesota. Coming yeah. in at sixty six is Maryland. I thought this is really high um, for Maryland. It's uh, I, I know they've recruited well the last last year but they are coming into a coaching change. We saw that quarterback situation last year, uh, and, and it wasn't good. If, uh, you know, Well, according to Kuyper, they might be drafted too if you're going Mitch Leiser in the first round. But, you know, Peyton yeah. Hills and, and Caleb Rowe, if they could get them together, that they'd make a nice one-two punch at quarterback. But 66, coming off a coaching change, coming off a, a, a year, a very, very disappointing year, um, 66 might be a little high. Uh, Illinois is at, at 74. I, I don't know if that's a Lovey Smith. They're, they're talented. Again, another coaching change with a, a coach that's that's coming from the NFL who hasn't been a head coach in college uh, but has drummed up the intention. But West Lunt is very good. They did lose Mikey Dudak again um, uh, with a knee injury for the year, which you, know, you feel bad for the kid because this is two years in a row, and he was a terrific player as a freshman. Um, and, and we'll see uh, what they do in the West. Um, Rutgers at 87. 
I, I think Purdue is at like 112. I don't know. I can't even count them. Uh, I don't think they're, they're at 95. Oh, they, they're they're above Kansas, so that's good. Um, yeah, well, they they're above be. Kansas. They're I don't. I don't think. I don't think in, Purdue is that awful. No, Purdue at 95. I mean, we'll see what they do. They're they have David Blow. They have Elijah Sinclair coming in or Sindelar coming in. Uh, and they have uh, the wild card running back with um, Mar- yeah, Markel uh, Jones. Is Jones. Good enough to, I think he's good enough to get them in the top 90 at least. I, I don't know. I mean, they stink. So it's kind of pointless to quibble over 90 or, or 100, but whatever. I, he's quite yeah, saying they're, they're not good I, again. Yeah, they are the second lowest rated FBS or uh, Power 5 team, I believe. If I, uh, um, yeah, Kansas is the lowest ranked at 99, Purdue's at, at 95. Um, but, you know, it's a Purdue Keep team those that, checks, Hazel. Yeah, it, it, where, who knows, this team, they, they'll probably beat Eastern Kentucky. They have a tough non-conference schedule uh, with Nevada and, and Cincinnati coming in as well, uh, who aren't slouch programs. Uh, but, you know, it's how long does Daryl Hazel last? Uh, if they get off to a one and five start, is he still going to be the coach? Um, you know, or are they going to, you know, try and cut bait early, get some of these well, new people coming in in the athletic department regime and, and find one? Or is this, you know, if they go one and five and he's still there, is this team just going to, you know, throw it in? It's they've had three terrible years under Hazel, and this will be the fourth that you know if yeah. he. Get it. Losing takes a toll on you, and losing for four years in a row. These seniors, um, some of the these fourth year guys haven't haven't beat Indiana yet, um, and, and that's very rare for Purdue. Um, so you know it's how they're going to react. The fan base will be very quick to turn uh, if they haven't already, um, and you know Eastern Kentucky might. You know you never know. They they just brought in uh, Voitech who was uh, the quarterback from Pitt, who uh, you was interested in. He decided to go to Eastern Kentucky. So that might be yeah. a better game than, than people expect. So um, Purdue rounds out the Big Ten at, at, at 95. And, and, you know, it's it's a shame that they're they're so bad. But at, at the same time, it has given IU a leg up in the state. Uh, I, I think it's created more IU football fans and has gotten people more into the IU-Purdue football rivalry. Um, than it has in the past where you just write it off as it's a drinking weekend and Purdue's going to win and, you know, win or lose, you know, we still booze is, is, is the motto, but TJ, that, that does it for the, the preseason rankings. Uh, we'll go, we'll be back on tomorrow uh, evening. We'll do uh, the big 10 West tomorrow and we'll do the big 10 East on Wednesday evening. That way, uh, we'll finish up with IU's division, uh, see where we think they might land, uh, who who will win the division, um, each division, and uh, yep. go through team by team, see see if there are any surprises. Yeah, it's uh, we're gonna have a fun week of podcasts, and uh, from now until uh, until the season kicks off, we'll have a whole lot of content um, that's gonna get you prepared. We hope for the, uh, the season as much as possible and help get all of us through these last 53 days until IU season kicks off. It'll be here before we know it.
yeah, 53 days. Um, keep coming back for content. We have previews uh, on our opponents right now. As camp gets to start going, we'll do our position previews for IU. And we want to see how people have improved from, from spring, the end of spring practice to uh, the beginning of fall camp. Uh, so we'll get those out. We have our countdown. It's at 53 days. Go read about uh, incoming freshman Khalil Bryant. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, have a good day, TJ. Everyone tomorrow. Thanks, guys. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital.
That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 